from one good program to another. Let's now join the villagers. I love to call them that because I am one myself. It's Village Square on your stereo. Have a nice time listening. When it's all been said and done, the Village Square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, one village many voices. Many. From the stables of Taken Peace Desk comes the Village Square radio meeting supported by Church in Action, Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspective. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. Hello, good morning, and welcome to another Tuesday of Honest and Frank Conversation. This is Village Square, your result-oriented program, your solution-driven program, a program where we talk local issues with global perspective. Village Square is brought to you by Tech and Peace Desk and supported by Church in Actions, Netherlands. I am Gloria Pa, the village headmistress, and assisted by the sidelines are Joseph Ojedeji and Julius Abimuku. Today we shall be discussing something very, very interesting as it pertains to community. The concept of primary health care PhD was formulated by the 134 countries that met at the Alma Ata conference in Russia on September 12, 1978, which was organized by the World Health Organization. Primary health care is a part of the three tier system of healthcare in Nigeria. These are the tertiary healthcare, which is held uh, led by the federal government, um, and we have one in each state. Then we have the secondary healthcare, where we have the general hospitals, and we have that of the uh, primary healthcare, which is the PHCN. Now, primary healthcare is the first point of contact within the healthcare system. It is the level at which short-term uncomplicated health issues should be resolved. It is also the level at which health promotion and education efforts are undertaken and where patients in need of more specialized services are connected with the secondary care. In Nigeria, a relative abundance of primary health care centers reasonable with reasonable access to these centers and relatively high worker density. However, the performance of primary health care system is hindered by some some um, segments of chain supply. We have lack of financial access, uh, access. We have lack of infrastructure. We have shortage of drugs. We have equipment and vaccines. We have shortage of some of these issues. So today we shall be talking about these issues as it pertains to primary health care. And to do justice to that, I have my guest in the studio, pharmacist Kim Bot. You're welcome to the studio. Thank you, Gloria. How is the weather? The weather is friendly. All right. So pharmacist, you're going to introduce yourself to my villagers. Okay. Village people, now we're with you, so... Don't bother, I am actually one of you. My name is Kim Jerry Bott. I'm a pharmacist. I work with the um, 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 UKAID and I'm so glad and pleased to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much, pharmacist, for honoring our invitation. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll set the ball rolling.
When it's all been said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the Village Square Radio Meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. You're welcome back. I have with me pharmacist Kim Bot in the studio and we shall be doing justice to our topic of discussion. Well, if you want to join this conversation via our social media handles, you can drop your messages, your comments or follow the conversation on Facebook at Tech and Peace Decks and then you can tweet at us at Tech and Peace Decks and we'll be glad to have your comments. We'll be glad to have your opinions. So pharmacist, once again, you're welcome. Thank you, ma'am. We're talking on primary health care. Yeah. Before we get started, what is primary health care? Okay, great. So, um, it's clear. All right. Okay. Once you hear primary, you know, it's actually the beginning. All right? Yeah. And all of us seated in this place, whether you're a village person or not, you once upon a time started primary school. Yeah. And once you attended any primary school in Nigeria, as far as I'm concerned, you must have touched 90, over 90% of such pupils must have gotten health attention or healthcare attention from the primary healthcare. Mm-hmm. Now, primary healthcare in short simply means it's one of the, uh, the three tiers of um, um, healthcare that we have. And it's the system where it is run at the ward level, basically controlled by the local government areas that we have. And in Nigeria, we have 774 LGS. The average, we are supposed to have minimum of 10 primary health cares per, um, per ward. Mm. Now, what that means is that primary health cares are centers that actually access the people directly. And then people get health care from those places. So that's the first point of contact. Yeah, so accessibility is one of the principles okay. of health care. Okay, thank you very much. So, yeah. if we're saying that is our first point of contact, can you, in your own assessment, tell us how these primary health cares have fared so far? Well, you see, in Nigeria, I remember very well when um, the primary health care started running around um, 1979 or thereabouts, mm-hmm. okay, in this country. And that's when it took into effect, and then we have the full separation of uh, the system. Okay. Now, I will have to tell you in every sense of it that um, I am one person who has worked so well with the primary health care mm. in Nigeria. Okay. I The last one was um, in December. Okay. I went as far as um, Katsina State. I worked okay. with, with some prim- in some primary health care there. Okay. And I'll tell you the truth. Um, primary health care have done way better and have done exceptionally well compared okay. to their access. Okay. So um, um, people who should have an understanding that primary health care has really much needs to meet. However, they just have a little limit to their practice, okay. which I'm sure in the course of the discussion we will be able to come up with um, on those exceptional limits that they have. Okay. Thank you. So primary health care just have a little limit. Yeah. So you're trying to say that... Uh, they are as efficient as the secondary healthcare. Uh, well, 
you know, if you let me take mathematics for example, okay. the mathematics you take in primary school, can you compare it to the mathematics you take in secondary school? No, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so training, yeah. training of personnel okay. is the angle I'm, I prefer to, to hinge this on. Okay. So if we look at um, the healthcare personnel in a general hospital or in a state-owned hospital or a secondary health facility, okay, it then means that you cannot compare the activities that are ongoing there with those of the primary healthcare. As tedious as they may be, they are of course equilibrated to the personnel that are there. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So um, I cannot say that the work or the the output of work you get from the primary healthcare can be equated to that of the secondary healthcare. No, that's impossible. All right. Okay, okay. Thank you so much for that. So, a quick question now. Now, the community healthcare, that's the primary healthcare, is the, it's, it's an intersection of the healthcare yeah. facility. So, but unfortunately, many people are, uh, they are not aware of the role primary healthcare plays. Why is that so? Well, you know, if you look at, if you've been monitoring the health system in Nigeria, you know that um, people actually go for, for the best. For example, people seek the best even at their own expense. But somehow, there could be a little one or two, you know, hitches here and there that could be termed as either failures or maybe some little delay in, in output, okay? Now, for example, if you go to the secondary or tertiary healthcare, healthcare I mean, um, health facilities, you could see peop- physicians, pharmacists, nurses, medical lab scientists, ETC that have specialties. Today, even the people at the health records have specialties. Some people have specialties in coding of folders. Mm-hmm. Some people have specialties in, you know, those kinds of things. So yes. that specialization is what is not very, is not compact in a primary healthcare setting. But why is that so? Why don't we have that? Exactly. In the so, if the primary healthcare is our first point of contact, I think we should have more specialization in the primary healthcare. Okay. Okay, beautiful. So um, now this is the issue that we have. Let me tell you, the primary healthcare sees more people than even the secondary or tertiary health facility. It's on record that the primary healthcare sees out of 100% of people in a particular um, um, region. It's on record that over 60% actually go to primary healthcare. It is when it becomes an issue that they proceed to a secondary health facility either by self-referral or referral by the physician. And then you could also have people going to the tertiary health facility. Now listen to the whole issue. Mortality rate becomes mortality rate becomes a bit higher in the primary healthcare because of this these percentages. Okay. Now let's go again and look at and look at some other reasons based on the number of personnel in practice that we have. In every sense of it, I remembered in 2019, the in 2015 anyway, before <clears throat> in 2015, before we get down to 2019, we had a a bill that was signed into law, okay, to bring in the same set of professionals who have the technical knowledge, okay, down to the level of the primary healthcare, right, and that's why the National Primary Healthcare Development Board actually came into being. Okay, where we now have the 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 DJ, okay, of the agency, and so on and so forth. So now, and then he is a physician, 
Okay, so it is supposed to be that we have this number of people who are technically sound. That means just the way we have the heads of units and other um, technical members in the secondary health facility, we should have same in the primary, in the health, primary health facility. Health care, yes. For instance, you should have an MS or a medical superintendent who is a medical doctor, okay. or the head of department of medicine who is a medical doctor, or the head of pharmacy who is a, who is a pharmacist. Or the head of medical, uh, the head of laboratory, who has to be a medical lab scientist and all that. Okay, now this is how it is. If you look at the colleges of health that we have, both the private and the public owned, those that are owned by government that we have here in in Plateau State and in Nigeria at large, you see that most of them actually find fittings in them um, in the primary healthcare setting, which is the rural area. As a matter of fact, their training is geared towards being very efficient in the rural setting. Okay. So, but then this is the issue. If you have community health extension workers or junior community health extension workers or environmental health workers or pharmacy technicians or whoever the case may be, if you have them in those areas, you will have a little issue. What is the issue? You spend, in the University of Jos, for instance, you spend six years to, to study medicine and graduate. Mm -hmm. Pharmacy, you spend six years as well to study and graduate. Okay. Medical lab science, you spend five years and must in five years, okay, to graduate. Now, this is the point. For community health extension extension workers, they spend three years to get a diploma, right? right yeah. Then the GHU, they spend two years to, to get a certificate, right? Environmental health could also spend, you know, like that dentistry technician, pharmacy technician, nursing, whatever. They are all there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now the point is that they are actually kept at the first point of call so that if any patient comes, they have a limit to their practice. If they come and then they are not able to meet the demands of that patient, they refer the patient. So they have in their training, they have a functional system of referral. Where you refer to the next level, which is going to be the second, the secondary health okay, facility, okay. like the general hospital, the state-owned hospitals. Mm -hmm. Okay, before you now go to the tertiary health facilities, like the federal medical centers and teaching mm -hmm. hospitals, and even specialist hospitals that we have in particular mm -hmm. um, states, owned and manned by the federal government. All right. So, but then, of course, in everything, there are people who are exceptional. You have some who have had the opportunity to work with the whites before now. And so could actually, you know, see the way Amana surgeries are carried out, other activities are carried out, and they could be a bit efficient. So there is a document I read, and then it said it said that those people who learn by inspection, okay, they could have a tendency of out of every ten, they could save about six or seven. So should we discard them because they do not have the necessary no, we can't discard them, exactly. but why can't we... Uh, it's, it's the number, the reason why we do not have a number of persons down to the uh, primary healthcare is because, at the moment, is because, number one, sometimes we look at it, you know they are being paid by local government. Yes. How do you remunerate those technical professionals? Okay, so, okay, that's, that's another dimension, but... What I'm trying to say is, these people are the first point of contact. Yeah. Now, let's say there's an accident on the road, and then the closest facility is a primary health care. And if these people are not efficient enough, do you think they can save lives? 
Yeah. Because so, they are sadly, the first yeah. point of contact. Sadly for me, in every practice, in our practice, I always say that every case has its uniqueness. Now, if every case has its uniqueness, then the professionals must be up and doing. The truth of the matter is that, first of all, we are not even, we are not even enough to start with. We are not, our numbers are not much. So there's, inadequate manpower. Yeah, so even if you post, for example, for me, eh, I'm very comfortable going to primary health care. Very, very comfortable going to go and work there. Because I enjoy reaching to the most common man. Okay. Okay? I actually don't, apart from my my training, I've never worked in the hospital before. I trained in Jute. Okay. Apart from my training, I've never worked in the hospital before. Since my NYC, I've been on my own. Okay, and then of course, because of the kind of job I'm doing now, we work at the primary healthcare level because our concern is the people. Remember again, bureaucracy is also boycotted at the primary healthcare level. All right, and sicknesses do not adhere to bureaucracy. If you look at the um, emergency case management algorithm, it tells you that do everything first. In fact, recently the um, IG of police came that. Treat any patient that comes with either gunshot or accident case before you ask for police report. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So that's actually a goal to tell us that life what? First. Life first. Okay. Life first. Okay. So if you look at it, our, our major problem at the moment is the strength, the personnel strength. The second problem is remuneration. So personal strength and remuneration. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Listener, if you're listening to us, we're talking with pharmacist Kim Bot, and we're talking of health in our communities, the primary health care to be specific. And he's just keep listening. The conversation gets interesting. Um, waiting with the child talk, say, this is our health. I see they worry us. Now, primary health care be the first place. If person they sick, you go one go primary health care. But we want look issues where, number one, you get people where no even know, say primary health care day. And then even if they know, say primary health care day, some people no go one go there. They go prefer to go maybe a black plateau hospital like that or quick go jute. Why they no one go this primary health care? Now, waiting with the try talk about now, and we want to make awareness say primary health care will they, they work? So, make we try to patronize this primary health care. Yeah, I, I like this point where you call, uh, you call knock. Mm. It makes sense for me, die. Mm. You get why? Okay. See, eh? you get one stakeholders meeting where we attend sometimes in, 2000, in 2020, right? Mm. We have a functional system at the moment. God's willing, through the um, Plateau State Contributory Healthcare Management Agency, where we could even have a backward referral. Which means, if you just decide to go to Plateau Hospital, for example, or Juth Street for, to seek healthcare, and then maybe it's just uh, maybe some form of uh, malaria that could be managed at the primary healthcare, we refer you back. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing I really commend the current DG of Plus Chemasa. Okay. And his team. They are doing a great job. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, if you ask me, the primary healthcare, in fact, we are going to be rippling down to the level of the primary healthcare. All right. 
That's interesting. So, but if effective delivery of healthcare requires the availability of adequate infrastructure, diagnostic, uh, medical equipment, drugs, and well-trained medical personnel, yeah, what what type of cases do the primary healthcare um, handle? Okay, yeah, the primary healthcare has a number of cases, okay, to handle. You see, we have, for example, public health issues, like some form of uh, mild or uncomplicated malaria could be managed very well in the primary healthcare. We also have some form of enteric fevers or even warm infestations that could be managed at the level of primary healthcare. Okay, you remember... If one of the major principles again of um, of the primary healthcare is health promotion, mm-hmm. okay, mm. and then you also have other information that are supposed to come from there, like behavioral change communications and all that that mm. should go down okay. to the level of the primary healthcare. So we also have other dissemination of information. We also have educating the public. We also have adequate communication. We also have antenata. We also like a number of things. Okay, so um, very quickly, you yeah. mentioned fevers, warm infestation. Mm-hmm. Um, can you break it down for my listener? What is warm infestation? Okay, sometimes you there is there is actually a lot to talk about warm infestation, mm-hmm. but then of course when I say warm infestation, I mean sus and chicken okay. for those who are listening, right? Yes. And then those ones could be roundworm, could be guinea worms, could be hookworm, could be tapeworms. Those ones that are more prevalent to us. So, in we this can, so that can get treated at the primary health care? Very well. Okay. can get treated. As a matter of fact, it's better treated as campaigns. Okay? okay. Which means it can be done all round. Like we could segment it and say, for example, for guinea worms, we could treat it once in six months. For tapeworms, we could treat once in three months or once in six months, as the case may be. The same thing for roundworms and hookworms, okay, and so on and so forth. Note that some of these worms could be very dangerous because once they are not treated at that routine component, mm. then it is lost. Because one of the worms, for example, like there's one we call Cytostoma hematobum, okay? Okay. All right. Now, those, these kind of worms, eh, they are responsible, for, they are one of the major causes of elephantiasis today. Have you heard of elephantiasis? Yeah. The Where one, one of the legs exactly legs. will be okay. swollen. Okay? Yes. And how does that happen? You understand what I'm saying? It's because of its adherence to some components of the soft tissues like the kidneys, like the urinary bladder, and so on and so forth. So it affects filtration processes, reabsorption and secretion processes of the kidneys. And if that happens, of course, those kind of disease conditions actually result. Liver fluke is another one. Okay? And then we also have those that even cause filariasis, like filarial worms, and so on and so forth. Now, if you look at all these things, what will you have to say? There are some that even cause blindness. Okay? Worms cause blindness. Of course. Okay. There are some that could even cause blindness. Okay. Bilhaziasis. Okay? And so on and so forth. So, if we look at all those things, if we do not bring in routine campaigns at the primary healthcare level to meet our people, then you can come. Now imagine you now have somebody who came from the village to your own house. Mm. God, we thank God for now that we have um, WC, you know, edificating areas like the toilets we use and mm. so on and so forth. Mm. In those days where well, we used to share toilets. And so they pass and go each other. 
no time. You understand? Yes. We thank God because of that. So, you know, we have to just watch things the way they are. So that's it's very interesting to find out that some of these diseases can be controlled or treated even at our community level without going to the secondary and even the tertiary healthcare facility. Of course, of course. That's very, very interesting. That's very informative. Well, listener, if you're listening to us, we've been talking of healthcare in our community and we've been talking with pharmacist Kim. But right now we'll take a break and when we come back, We'll continue the discussion. Please stay tuned. When it's all been said and done, the village square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, village, many voices. From the stables of Take and Peace Desk comes the Village Square radio meeting supported by Church in Action, Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspective. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. When it's all been said and done, the Village Square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the Village Square Radio Meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. from Church in Action, Netherlands. One love. There you have it. Thank you so much. So we've been talking on health care in our communities. We shall be opening our phone lines and the number to reach us 081 
0800811124. I'll take that again. 0810008124. Remember, you can drop your comments, your feedback on our social media handles at Tekken Peace Decks for Facebook and at Twitter. You can tweet at us at Tekken Peace Decks. We have a caller. Hello, good morning. Oh, we lost that call. Please do call us back. So, pharmacist. Yes, ma'am. We've been talking healthcare, oh. talking healthcare, talking healthcare. Now, you made mention of referral when, when there's an issue that is supposed to be treated at the primary healthcare level. Yeah. And oh, sorry. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good, good morning, morning, Radio Mama. Mama. Know, calling from Lancia. Radio Mama. Very good morning, good morning to, to you. Good morning, Radio it's Mama. Yeah, we can get we you. We can ma. get you. Okay. Uh, see, the problem we're having at this primary health level, you see, I must commend them. They are doing a lot. They are really doing a lot. I've, I've had the opportunity to go to the one around me, that's the state locals. And the next one there, the workers there, they are fantastic. Yeah. The only problem they have is that don't have uh, enough facilities. All those things he talks about, they're doing it. Even uh, all these tests for, is it, uh, is it uh, hepatitis B and all that. Okay. They have them and they do it. Sugar, all these sugar tests and all that. Even a uh, DP test. But sometimes they have some of these things malfunctioning or they don't have uh, the reagents, you know. So when you get there, sometimes you can't be attended to. But when they have them, they do, they do a lot. They treat these things, you know. Then, but they, again, the primary health centers in the urban areas uh, have more advantage than even those at the rural areas. Like that one, my, the one I'm talking about, occasionally a doctor comes in, just occasionally. Okay. But in the, in the rural areas, I don't think that happens. And even some of them don't have light in the rural areas. There's no electricity, there's no power water, you know, so it's really hard. So all I'm feeling is that let the, let the federal and state government, U.S. advice responsible, let them try and build our health facilities. I, I, I agree with Bill Gates that we should focus more attention on building our health facilities than spending so much money on acquiring vaccines. It's not that we're not going to get the vaccines, but let us build our health facilities, especially that primary health center, which is as a drug You know, that will help us a lot. That's why most of us don't want to go to the area because they have, some of them have families now. Are they going to have two rooms? You go there, there's no school for your child, you know, no good school and all that. So if all those things are taken into consideration, most of them will want to go to rural areas. But I say kudos to them. They are really doing the much they can. Thank Especially you. these nurses and uh, midwives, I mean, the next one. Mm-hmm. All those that are retired and are back into the service. They are fantastic. God bless Nigeria. Let's not give up on this country. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Mom. I like the way she ended this conversation by blessing Nigeria and even giving accolades to the practitioners. I think we have another caller. Hello? Hello, good morning. Good, good morning, morning, sir. Yeah, on to the gag. Dagag. Okay, Dagag, please. Can we have... Yeah, you? I want to appreciate the farmer today because I think he has celebrated so much on the topic. Mm. And I think uh, I, was, I have begun to believe him and uh, understand from his own perspective about the family health care. Because uh, I've been hearing it on uh, radios that uh, I think he has given a, a very vivid explanation about how it's supposed to function. Yes, we don't have the personnel, they, but he has explained that they get you, the community health workers, the pharmacy technicians, and other people. I think if we can produce them and then they are properly employed and utilized by the local government area, 
sometimes we say that sometimes we say you learn on the job. Yeah. So sometimes if if they are employed there and then the experience they have yet coming to meet other nurses who have served there for long, I think that experience can make them manage that uh, primary health care very well. Yeah. I've had a discussion with a nurse. She told me she she worked with one of the uh, general staff in Kuala. They sent a doctor to them, a, 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 a youth copper doctor to the hospital. And most of them, they did not there because of experience. They are the one even teaching him the job. So I think sometimes with the experienced people here, if they are now mixed up with these people, these uh, other technicians, just like the pharmacy they uh, explained, I think it will go a long way to alleviate even if those people that are in the town don't want to go to the villages. I think it will go a long way to reduce some of the problems we have. So let the employ. Because if you go down to the uh, rural area or the local government, they are not even willing to employ these people. Hmm. We have a lot of graduates now being graduated, but no employment to be, to, to be taken to the primary health care. They are just wasting around. So the the fact that he is saying that they are under the, the, the graduate or they don't have partner, I think it's not true. These people are graduate from uh, Zawa, graduate from Panchi, graduate from Embarrassment, uh, what do you call it, health institution. But there is no employment. The local government areas are not willing to absorb them into the system. They now allow them to go to Jude. Uh, where Jude? If you go to Jude, the competition is there, the country plateau side, the competition is there. They now waste away. You find them going uh, in some hospital, all these private, private. Thank or they, some of them begin to open a hospital of their own. Thank you so much. You can imagine that. Hopefully, a hospital of their own. A, a health, a, a, somebody who read you is now a doctor Thank in you. a hospital. Thank you so much. And then finally, sorry, 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 sorry. Finally, okay. I think uh, the, 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 the primary health care need to be quick. Yeah. Because yeah. if you go there, it's an ISO. To be frank, I'm a village, I always stay in the village. Mm. So if you go there, no beds, no medicine, no nothing. They are just there. You see, most of the nurses mad. If you go there, you see some of them playing judo, playing cards. <laughs> So I think they should be quick. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you very much, Dagag, all yeah. the way from Panshin. Thank you so much for your contributions. Now, talking about um, inadequate facilities, and Dagag is still saying we don't have uh, manpower, and he's also saying we have graduates, and then the health facilities are crying, they don't have manpower. What is the problem? How can we bridge this gap? It's efficiency. You see, every country, every country has its budget. Has a budget for health, has a budget for education, has a budget for security, has a budget, etc. So let's dwell on health. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, assuming the budget for health is at 13% of the entire budget, hmm? do you know that we eventually don't get even up to, up to a particular percentage of that. Now, tell me, how do we get personnel? Do you know that a lot of people work on volunteers? I remembered when I graduated, when I came back from my MRS, there is no job, there is no place I didn't drop application in this in this state. There is no place that I didn't apply for any job. But I didn't get. More so that, of course, I didn't know, I don't know anybody. But I know, while I was a student, while I was in primary school, primary healthcare was our only accessible source of healthcare. And we got almost everything that we needed. Okay? I remember one time I was almost, you know, going because of the kind of severe malaria that I had. But somehow, God just helped me and it was chloroquine injection that actually brought me back. So I'm just... And then it was actually one of the matrons at the primary healthcare center that, you know, did that for me and I'm fine. 
to be very honest, hmm? we, we just want to plead with the government to do the needful. Hmm? And return back all those glories and intended and intended outfits of the primary health care that we have. If that is done, Gloria, I am telling you, we will have a better place. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Now look at it. I'm a pharmacist. I own a pharmacy. Drugs are now becoming more expensive. Sure. But the way government can now come in is okay, fine. We are government. We now have a prim- we now have a running system. Pharmaceutical company A, can you supply us so 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 drug at so so price? Or you can call the pharmacist, all of us in this state, and say, okay, pharmacist, what will it cost us to drink to buy these raw materials for you? And then you make it for us. We can do it. Nothing stops us from doing it. Just the radio mama said we shouldn't give up on this country. Mm-hmm. And if we do it, of course, the cost will be a lot more affordable. If you look at other facilities that will be needed for examination, to ease diagnosis, to ease investigations, that will help you say, okay, this patient requires so 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 attention, so so medication, so so this and that. The best way to do it is for government to be fully involved. If we talk about vaccinations, mm-hmm. how do you manage supply chain? I, you know, I'm on a platform where you have um, um, primary healthcare, community health workers and all that running there. The, there was a time they posted a picture of a primary healthcare specialist or a staff or personnel going, crossing a river with his cooler. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Just to go and vaccinate the river, the people across the river, my dear, that thing, eh, that thing shook me to my bones. Okay, so I, I, I was having this conversation with a doctor friend. Now he was telling me something. He said, Saudi, Saudi yeah. Arabia. He said, the primary health care in Saudi Arabia, now, um, is so equipped that an accident case will be brought. And then while this patient or this victim is on the table, you can scan. There's a CT scan that you can scan this person while the the doctor at the tertiary healthcare just sees and gives his diagnosis. That is from the primary healthcare level. So now he gives just, you know, technology it's like a, a 3d concept yes it? something okay. like that so he he just sees this person you are doing the scanning he is over there and he doesn't need to be present at that um moment but he just gives his diagnosis yeah that's what and we then, call you know lives lives are saved even at that level at that primary health care level at that community level can we get there actually i cannot be sure you know, we have, there's a concept we call telemedicine, telepharmacy, etc. Now, that's exactly what is playing out in those places. See, there was a time I traveled out of this country. Madam, you get work for this country. It is well. You understand what I'm saying? It is well. But I'm just praying and hoping yes. that one day we'll get there. Do you know that a lot of people have volunteered to offer health care to people? I'm one of them. Okay. I've presented myself in a lot of avenues okay just so that people will get the needed care and support we can do it but all we are left with with our own here in this country are wooden benches no lights 
and so on and so forth. Just as Radio Mama mentioned. Exactly. So it becomes a problem. No motivation, nothing for the staff. But we are hopeful that we will get there. Things will get better. So just before we end the conversation today, aside um, uh, the normal or the routine antenatals, are there other campaigns that you do to the community, for the community to be aware of certain maybe tropical diseases. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, very well, very well. Now, the immigration, for example, they only get a a yellow card at the federal ministry approved from the primary health care. That's vaccination for yellow fever. Okay. Okay, that's number one. Number two, vaccination against hepatitis B also does well at the primary health care. All right, then how do we campaign to people on the importance of mosquito nets, the use of bed nets? Do you know that is one of our sure ways of preventing malaria in this country? Places like, if you go to Johannesburg today in South Africa, they they have even succeeded in eliminating the mosquitoes mm-hmm. that are causing malaria, except for some few places outside Johannesburg like Pretoria that you could you know see one or two mosquitoes. But they have worked on it. Before you go to South Africa today, you must take prevention for malaria. These are the kind of policies that we should put on ground in this country that will help us. And where do you get this kind of things? In the primary healthcare. But people are not they are not even aware that these primary health cares exist and these primary health cares have such services to offer. So how do we get them to know? Okay, fine. So you have you have drug needs, maybe five drug needs, and then you go to a primary health care and maybe you get one. Will you go back there tomorrow? No. That's a problem. You have maybe three investigations or tests that was written to you by a medical doctor to go and take. You, go, you went down to a primary health care and then they told you there is no light to run it. Or instead of getting it within 24 hours before you get your prescription, they will now tell you come back in one week because there is no light or they are rationing light. Will you now go back there? Sometimes it is not that people don't know, but it's actually because of some of the challenges that the personnel in the primary healthcare face. They are deplorable. They are not good. Okay? They are not so good to the eyes. Such that it is not easy for me to tell somebody to go and come back. It is not nice. And I'm very sure I actually feel the pain of those people that are there. By the way, people should know that primary health care is for them. Whether you are in the urban setting, or you're in the rural setting, the primary health care is for you. You know, if you go secondary school, you know, do primary school. No, so Enter primary health care. True talk. Thank you very much. What a wonderful conversation. So, primary health care are working. They are there. They are there to serve us. They are working. We must give it up for them. What's your final take? I want to say a big kudos to all the personnel in the primary health care. For those of us who have gone to primary health care to work, I want to tell you that we are all doing a great job. And in every sense of it, we are the champions of public health. Thank and you. the people are proud of us. And we are also proud of the people. And we can do deliver nothing less than quality health care. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so, so, so much for this wonderful time in the studio. I want to just wish a very um, good listener of this program, Susan, Daddy, Miri, a happy, happy birthday. We pray that God will increase your years. Okay, and okay, your sister, Hanim. Yeah. My younger sister, Hanim, is Kiang Jerry, but I want to wish her a very lovely birthday today. 
Kato. Thank you very much. So, Kiang, we wish you a very, very happy birthday from Tekken Peace Dex. That's a wonderful one. So, listener, we have exhausted our time. We promise to be back next week, Tuesday, with another interesting package. The program has been Village Square, brought to you by Tekken Peace Dex and supported by Church in Action Netherlands. It was worthwhile having you. And I hope you have been informed, you have been educated, and you have been enlightened to our guests in the studio. Thank you very much for honoring this invitation. And to all who called us, thank you so much for your contributions. We really, really appreciate Joseph, thank you very much. Julius, thank you very much for having my back. I appreciate On behalf of the executive producer, Helen Philemon Haggai, the producer, Rhett John Rhett, the associate producer, Joseph Ojedeji, co-producer, Chromion Dakai, uh, created by, this program was created by Kabiru Sabo, the entire production crew, the staff of Tekken Peace Desk, I am Gloria Pa, saying goodbye, stay safe, God bless, and have a good and lovely day. When it's all been said and done, the Village Square is where we all belong. It is where our voices are heard. One village, many voices. From the stables of Tech and Peace Desk comes the Village Square Radio Meeting, supported by Church in Action Netherlands. Village Square, local issues with global perspectives. Join us on Highland 101.5 FM Jaws every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. Let's meet at the Village Square. The radio station you can call.